Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And when you're listening to this, we're actually in Asia. Which is so exciting. We're recording this in New York, though. So we're not. So we're recording ahead of time. But we are going to be recording while we're in Asia, which is going to be kind of fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. Should we just, like, take a little detour and talk about our trip? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So... As I've been talking about incessantly, I'm taking a seven-week work hiatus before I go and figure out what's next for me, and I have been dying to go to Asia pretty much forever, and there's no ideal time because it's, you know, you can't just go for a week. It takes so long to get there that you want a substantial chunk of time, so when I left my job, it was, like, number one on my list of things to do, and so I'm dragging Grace I'm being dragged by the skin of my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That was creepy. Um, We're having rosé, so when we have rosé, I get creepy. It's fine. um, But we're, we're, Grace and I are going to Thailand and Cambodia together, and then I'm going to go on to Vietnam and Bali, and I'm going to be gone for about four weeks, and Grace is coming for about two. Yep. And we're amped. I've never been to Asia, and I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm a little scared. Like, we really have been kind of flying by the seat of our pants planning this. We'll talk more about that. That's a a situation. It's a situation, but it's fine. But um, we're leaving, well, I guess, when this airs. I'm having real trouble with time. When this airs, we'll already be there. We'll already be there. Yeah. So we will have left last Thursday. But we're going to record episodes while we're there. Yeah, so that we keep everything going so we always have a new episode for you every Wednesday and also I think a lot of people want to hear about our trip yeah so send us your travel related questions yeah we're going to do an episode specifically about travel questions and talk about our trip so far so send them to us we're at badonpaperpodcast at gmail.com slide into our DMs at badonpaperpodcast find us just like Mm -hmm. give us your travel questions yeah so today's an advice episode Mm mm-hmm we have a random grab bag of questions. I kind of love the grab bags, though, because I feel like there's something for everyone. So there's two topics that we've been avoiding that we'll get to. So the first one is everyone wants to know about beauty products, but we haven't done prep in advance to like yeah, write so down really all the to, products. We need to do some more. So that's coming. and then That'll the, come after Asia, I think. Yeah. And then the other one is dating. And I've been on a dating hiatus, but I'm going to get back on the apps when I'm back from Asia. So we'll dive into dating then. So this is kind of like our cleanup episode Mm -hmm. of 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 like... just like interesting questions, but there's no theme. There's no theme. Mm -hmm. But before we get into it, Grace, tell me about your high from this week. So my high is kind of a mix. Today, today was so leisurely and sunny. Um, Becca and I went and we had this delicious brunch and then we did a little shopping. Then we ventured over to La Labo and got coffees there. Then we, um, I bought a really nice candle. Um, I came home and I've just felt like this week has been a little bit more of a leisurely pace for me because I hired an assistant. Um, she's amazing. She's just graduated college. She's helping me like 20 to 30 hours a week. Um, I think that the thing with blogging is there is so much grunt work like the post set up and like all the social media stuff. And there's just like a lot of things that go into it. I don't think people realize how much work it is. It's, I think you make it look really easy. And that's our job to make it look easy. Yeah. But it, I've been working like, and I try and make my life look like good on paper, good on paper. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, I work probably like 60, 70 hours a week easily. And 
so now I have somebody helping me and I've been training her like basically with every, absolutely everything I do. Like I'm teaching her Lightroom and Photoshop and I, I've taught her how to like size and crop images and upload them to WordPress and how to pull links and just having somebody do a lot of the basic setup stuff while, so that I can focus and write has been a world of difference. And I just already feel like so much more relaxed and so much better. I, and I also hired an um, SEO agency to help me with like optimizing my blog posts. So I just finally, I feel like a little bit like out of the weeds. And I feel a lot more focused and I feel um, like I'm not just this island, like this one person, like trying to keep a million things in the air. It's just nice to have help. Well, we were talking about this on our walk where it's like, it's interesting because your brand, your business is your personal brand, but at some point it becomes bigger than you where it's more work than one person can do. But it's all about you. So it feels weird, but it's like, what are the things that only you can do where it's like, of course it's, you know, so much of it is photos of you or like based on, you know, the things you write, like you, you have to do those things, but like outsourcing the other things to give you the headspace to be able to do the writing yeah well and I feel like I'm my writing is is better because I have help yeah um, I'm so happy for you that you have help yeah, it feels really good I only have her through the end of August so I'm hoping she likes me enough to maybe stay on but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh desperation minute yeah. has come early this episode oh, it's, Christina it's, please stay yes and everyone leave us a review sorry no, just, <laughs> <laughs> we're um, desperate Becca, what was your high? So my high is just that I'm feeling really good. I'm like settling into a routine now that I've been, um, it's about three weeks since I've been, I left my job and this sounds real stupid, but being off from work has made being healthier so much easier. So I loved like having a little routine. I exercise every morning. Um, I've been going to a mix of soul cycle and then I go to Pilates at New York Pilates, which I love. Um, and it's been so great. I have so much more time to cook, to grocery shop. Like I feel like my routine when I was at work was so much driven by, I wake up in the morning, I need to get out the door. Like I don't always have time to make breakfast. Like, and then in the evening I leave work and I've, I'm either going to a workout class or I'm staying at work late and I was coming home and I was like famished. Like I didn't want to cook something. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just feeling really good that I have more time to spend on myself. That's really nice. That makes me happy. I know it, it's been, I just feel like really at peace and I, I'm feeling really good. It's good to be able to like actually take care of yourself it is. and put yourself first. I can tell by our prep notes that we both have the same low. We have the same low, um, Asia prep. We, I have not done anything. Can, I have not packed. Can we tell you something bad? Yeah, let's So tell it's Saturday. It's Saturday. We're leaving on Wednesday or Thursday. You want to know who hasn't booked flights yet? Us. These girls. But in defense, we have alerts and they haven't, um, they have not gone up in price. We're going to do it. We're going to do it this week. We, we have it planned. We just haven't actually pulled the trigger. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We know where we're going to stay. We know where we're going. We just, we just haven't like gotten down to business yeah we we're gonna do that monday morning first thing so that's we are irresponsible yeah so that's stressful my family is like how you're going what you don't have a flight i know (laughs) 
It's embarrassing. And then I got lectured by a friend last night when she's like, wait, you leave on Thursday? What time do you fly out? And I was like, well, actually. It's going to be fine. You know what is really interesting? I am a... I think we're going to get like a a good flight deal. Yeah. Well, so I'm a decently type A person. I am a very type B traveler. That's interesting. Maybe that's why we travel well together because we're both like pretty laid back about it. Maybe we're too laid back. I don't know. Well, I, um, I like get a, like I'm big on sourcing recommendations and things, but like, I don't like, I'm not aggressive about things. Yeah. I've done, I've done a few trips where I've planned, I've like bought a flight in somewhere and out of somewhere, but like not really figured out the rest and kind of just go with it. Like I'm, I'm pretty go with the flow when I'm traveling. So I don't feel that stressed that we haven't booked it, but I feel like there's so much I need to do before I go mm-hmm. with like, you said packing. There's so much personal maintenance where I'm like, oh, I need to like get a bikini wax. I need to get mm-hmm. a pedicure. I need to, I need to get a visa for Vietnam. Like there's, there's so much stuff that I have to do that I have on a giant to-do list and I just haven't done. Yeah. Yeah. I think this week might be stressful. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, I just can't, like, Asia has been so high on my to-do list for so long, and I can't believe we're actually going, but I also feel very shameful that we've been such shitty planners. Well, we like, have a huge list of recommendations from, like, all my blog readers and all of you guys. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll be okay. We're going to be fine. It just doesn't feel real, right? I feel like I'm lying to people. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Asia on Thursday. Yeah. It does. It feels like fraudulent. Yeah. It's we're going. Yes, we're going. We just have not planned anything. It's going to be great. It will be. Amazing. We'll report live. Um, oh, I hope you're following us on Instagram. We're bad on paper podcast. And then I'm Becca M. Freeman. I'm Grace Atwood. I, I think future us is going to have a ton of great content. It's going to be amazing content. Yeah. So get ready. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Should we switch gears? <laughs> let's talk about questions. Let's get into our questions. Okay. So our first question comes from Danielle on email and she writes, everyone is always saying networking is a necessity these days, but I can't but help. I can't help but think it's completely inorganic. I see people reach out to strangers or people they have barely spoken to in years and ask for them for favors. And I can't bring myself to do the same. I'm trying to change my career path in the same field, pharmaceuticals, which is surprisingly small, and in this case, I pretty much have to work my connections. How do you write an email to someone you haven't spoken to in years to pick their brain without coming off as completely inauthentic? How do you ask someone to help get your foot in the door when you barely know them as a person? So I hate to tell you, Danielle, but I really do think networking is important, but I think there's a less smarmy way to do it. I agree. I think that, okay. So I think going to a networking event is total bullshit. Like I have never gone to an event and like gotten cards and shaken hands and like made real connections. I've gone to things and then followed up with people to like meet with it's them. It's the follow ups after the meetings. Yeah. The, it's never just the, like, like the breakfast meeting after the yes. event where you actually connect and like get to know someone. Yes. So I get that networking events are kind of bullshit, but I think that you do need to make the connections with people. The thing that I would say is that to your point that you're asking somebody for a favor that you haven't talked to in years is that you can't ask the favor until you reconnect. So yeah, you have to reconnect, go in thinking about the relationship. Yeah. Don't think about what you can get out of it. And also if you just invite the person to coffee or to breakfast and 
it organically comes up that you're thinking about leaving your current job and, you know, looking at something else, maybe a little volunteer, or if nothing else, by actually reconnecting and, and having the stronger basis for the relationship, when you then follow up and ask for a favor, it's not as gross as just like being like, hi, Grace, we haven't spoken in three years, but would you be able to give me a recommendation for a job at your company? Like, that's gross. Yeah, that's gross. So I think you need to do a little bit of like groundwork laying before you can ask for something. And I think that your gut sounds pretty, um, you seem like you're a pretty sane person and understand that like it is gross to just ask somebody a favor that you don't know. Yeah. Um, But like, I always say, so I hate networking, like I hate it so, so much, but I think that like, I love relationships and so a lot of times, like I will be say invited to an event or something. I'll be, I, I really like hate blogger events, but can we grab breakfast and like get to know each other and talk? And like my favorite networking has come from people who like, we just end up hitting it off. So I would reach out and say like, let's reconnect. Like I'm, you don't have to say right up front that you're trying to change careers, but go to breakfast, go grab coffee and make it about like getting to know the person and making a new friend almost like I, yeah. I think making a new friend. Uh, and also I, I would say for the future, think about building relationships before you need them. Yes. So that it's really organic. If you do need something where it's like, if pharmaceuticals, I know nothing about pharmaceuticals, but if pharmaceuticals is such a small industry, like having a really tight knit network within your industry can only help you like the, the reality is, is that you're probably not going to have the same job throughout your career. So knowing that you're going to want to bounce around companies, like building that network in advance and having really strong relationships across pharmaceuticals can only work to your advantage. So I'd say like, putting in the work beforehand and hopefully it's not painful. Like I, I'm a pretty extroverted person. So I enjoy meeting new people, going to coffee and like starting the relationship. But, um, I think sometimes like going in without the guilty conscience of like needing something helps to build the relationship. So if you can do that before, great. I would totally agree. I have one thing I would add. So I am more of an introverted person and I, I like, I really do like forming like super meaningful relationships. Like all the people in my industry that I am friendly with, I feel really close with and like they're, they become very good friends. But I would say, think about what you can offer them if you're trying to network. So there was a, 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 a couple of PR people that like followed my Instagram and were like, let's have a meeting, let's have a meeting. And I'd be like, you know, I'm traveling, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then like one, there was this one woman who was like, oh, I heard you're going to Cuba. Like I was just there. Like, here's this book that you have to read. And I read it and I loved it. And I was like, I realized like that that person and I had so much in common. And so we went to breakfast. The breakfast meeting lasted like two hours long. Like it was supposed to be like a 45 minute thing. And I feel like we've become really close. And like, since then, like we've both done each other a bunch of professional favors and, um, it is a work thing, but I also, like, I think that it, I think the reason that I wanted to take that meeting was because she had shown me that we had things in common and, like, kind of, like, helped me in, in a way without being, like, what can I get from you? Oh, you know the other thing? So, you know my friend Rachel. Yeah. Uh, she did somebody a favor recently, and they sent her the cutest follow-up gift. They sent her 
uh, a bottle of rosé with a really cute um, note that said something along the lines of like, there's a special place in the wine store for women who help other women. It's called the rosé aisle. Oh my God. I love that. And I'm going to copy her that. a really cute gift. So I think the other thing is like, if you do need to ask for something that's a smarmy and you know that you're like, not in the wrong, but you're, it's just like not a hundred percent there. Like I think sending a really nice thank you note or a gift or something to like make sure that the person knows that it isn't, that you're not using them goes a long way. Agreed. But don't just do the blind intro. That's like, Hey, it's been a while. Like I'd love to take you to coffee and pick your brain. Like as someone who gets like a lot of those kind of requests and it's a totally different category, not pharmaceuticals. Like that feels like nails on a chalkboard. And if you have to do that, I would say make the note as like detailed and, and specific mm-hmm. as possible. Like do not send a blanket email to BCC like 20 people, mm-hmm. like spend the time writing like a two paragraph note that is like super personal to both you and that person. Yeah. Like look them up on social media and see what they've been up to. Like, Oh, I saw you were in Miami. Like yeah. um, make it personal. Yeah. Cause there's nothing like getting that blanket email asking for a favor that goes straight to trash yeah I hate saying that but it's the truth and we're honest here agree okay so this is our second question and this is from uh, somebody whose Instagram handle is Utica Patti and she sent it to us on Instagram and I want to point out that this is somebody who is a repeat questioner and we love that this is the second time that she sent us a question so I think that that means that we give good advice uh-huh. because she wouldn't come back if, if we, if we led her advice. astray so this makes me feel pretty good me too yeah okay so her question is do you have any tips for overcoming procrastination at work I've struggled with this my whole life my ability to get an extension on a paper in college was legendary and have had varying degrees of success in overcoming from doing the hardest thing first. I've tried all a lot of different tips and tricks, but would love just once to be the person who got things done early, had time to check it over leisurely, go home and not worry about it. Grace, what would you say? So I got some really good advice once, which is to, at the end of your workday, make a list of like the top five things you have to accomplish first thing the next day. And do those things as soon as you, like, get to your desk rather than, like, they say don't even check your email. I always check my email because I want to, I just, I'll be thinking about my email if I haven't looked at it. And do those things first. And it it might not be fun. Like, I always write down the, the least fun things and just try and make sure I tackle them before the rest of my day. I kind of break up my day, like, to, like, before noon and then my afternoon. So, if it's a day where my I don't have my assistant with me, I'll take a lunchtime yoga class and then I'll come back and do like the non-essential things in the afternoon. But I try and just make it a rule. And like this is somebody I'm pretty I'm I'm a pretty good self-starter and I'm like a little type A. So I just try and make sure that I get those important things done in the morning, knowing that because I got those important things in the mor- done in the morning after I finish my yoga class or after lunch, I'm going to feel a lot less stressed and I'm going to get to do the like more fun stuff. So it's almost like looking forward to the fun stuff because I got the hard stuff done in the earlier in the day. Interesting. What is your approach, Becca? So I have alluded to the crazy calendar system that I have. <laughs> and I, th- I need to know more about this. It's very color coded. Like there are special colors for workouts and personal and work and the podcast and like I also always put travel time in my calendar because like you don't actually have as much time as you think you do like you have to get there too um I'm just like 
I schedule everything. I love that. But I, I would Ooh, say... Ooh, I sound like Ari on The Bachelor. I love that. I would say the most important thing, not the most important thing, but I would say my advice would be to actually think about how much time this project is going to take you. Like, it could be an hour, or it could be something that you need, like, four, six-hour chunks of time to do, and put it in your calendar. And when I was in an office, putting it in my calendar would, first of all, keep people from scheduling meetings with me during that time because I'm busy. Um, But also, like, treat it like you would a meeting. Like, it is, you know, if you put it in 11 o'clock to 2 p.m., like, that's what you're doing then. You know, you get your reminder before it starts. Mm -hmm. And at 11 o'clock, like, sit down and do it. And, you know, I think, like, especially with big projects, guesstimating it can be hard, but break it down into small chunks and just put it in your calendar the same way that you would treat a meeting with another person or like anything else you had to do. And I, I find that if I treat it like that, I'm more likely to do it than if I just have a to-do list. Cause my, one of my problems is, is that like I get really distracted by minutia that aren't super important, but if I have a bunch of people emailing me or, you know, people ask me for small favors, like I always want to do them. Yeah. And so getting to the big thing can be hard. Mm-hmm. So I would say treating it like putting in your calendar is really helpful. The other thing I'll sometimes do if I'm like having a really hard time starting something is I'll set an, I'll set a timer on my phone. Oh, I love doing that. I do that with a timer on my fridge. Yep. And I set it for an hour mm-hmm. and I say, I'm going to do this for an hour. Once the hour is over, I can stop. I do that too. And just usually... I mean, in the best case scenario, you get started and it's a lot easier once you get started so you can keep going after the timer goes off. But the worst case scenario, like you've actually worked on it for an hour. Yeah. That's one of my favorite tricks. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I have to trick myself. Yeah. The other thing is like, I would say if none of those work is, um, to bribe yourself. Oh, that's a good one. I've done that where like, there's something I want to buy or like, even like I want ice cream Yep. and I can have the ice cream when the project is done. Yep. I would so say stupid. like that's like a, a last child. that's a last resort. Yeah. Cause like if the only way you'll do things is if you bribe yourself, that's probably like Yeah, don't not don't make it a regular thing, but if it's like a real like Sometimes you just you have just that one thing that you it. have like a mental block against. Yeah. And the only way to do it is to be like, I can have ice cream when this is done, or I can whatever it is that you I yeah. can buy these shoes. I can whatever. Like yeah. to buy be your real. Lulu's shoes. Yeah, buy my Lulu sandals. <laughs> No, you can buy yeah. those even They're without $22. doing your work. They're $22. Yeah. So. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. Also, I'm right there with you. Like, my procrastination skills are not legendary, but sometimes it just, like, it takes me. It's hard. The mental block that I put up against doing the task is, like, greater than how much effort it is to do the task itself. Yeah. If you just did it, you'd be fine. Yeah. I get that, though. Yeah. All right. Do you want to read question number three? Yes. So this one came from Emma on email and she wrote, what's your approach to shopping? I have friends that online shop almost every week. And then there's me that reads fashion blogs religiously, but only shops about one time a season to refresh my wardrobe. Do you like to plan out when you shop or do you always have your eye out, on, out for something you, you need or shop or do you shop more spontaneously? Also, do you shop online versus in a store? I'd love to know. So, I'm going to let Becca talk about this first because I am a a blogger and like part of my job almost is to shop so that I'm like showing new things, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Okay. So I feel like 
my shopping habits have changed really dramatically over the past two or three years. I used to shop a lot more and I've been shopping less. I think some of that is just that as you get older and you're buying clothes that are more expensive, you wear them for longer than like when you're buying things from H&M or, you know, more cheap stores. I agree. So I've shopped less. I also find shopping in New York to be a huge headache. Mm -hmm. So when I shop, I usually go to Soho. It's usually crowded. I have to carry anything I buy with me. Like my feet hurt by the end. Like it's a pain in the butt to shop in New York. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do when I leave the city is like, I always want to go to a mall. And so my shopping behavior is really different when I leave. But here I'm like, it just isn't fun and leisurely to go shopping for the afternoon the same way I would feel when I lived other places where there was a mall. So like prime example, like I just went to San Francisco and I had one day to myself and all I wanted to do was go to the big mall in the middle of the day and and shop alone. Like it was so relaxing. And I just, I, I don't get that same feeling here. So I find myself shopping more strategically here. I would say my shopping is like 50% online, 50% in store. When I shop online, I almost never just browse. I'm buying something because I need it. I might buy other things in addition yeah. that I don't need, but usually I'm buying with like a purpose. Yeah. Um, and the same with in store, like I'm usually buying with a purpose, but it's that I need it right now. So I'm going to go to the store or I like, I don't know exactly what I want where I'm like, oh, I need black sandals, but I don't know which black sandals. So I'm going to go in person. But I would say my shopping has gotten, has, has decreased over the years. I would say the same. Yeah. The other thing, I talked about this a few episodes ago, but um, I'm obsessed with Digit. It's the savings app. Yeah, you talk about that all the time. It sounds great. So with Digit, the other thing that I've done is that every season I set a savings goal and I put it for new clothes so that that way when there are things that I inevitably need or want, like I pull it out of there. So I think like saving up for knowing that like in every season there will be things that I need, whether I like wore them out last season or just want something that's a new style that like I'm, I'm like more prepared for it. Yeah. What about you? Tell me about your shopping habits. Well, so my shopping habits, everything has to be online because really if I'm buying something, it's probably going to feature, be featured on the blog and I want to be able to link to it. But I've been shopping a lot less since moving to Brooklyn because my style has just gotten so much more casual. Like I used to be in like a dress every single day. I'm wearing a dress right now because we had brunch, but I'm pretty much always in jeans and a t-shirt now. Like I look, I, it's funny because as a blogger, I have this visual history of all of my outfits and it's very scary. Like I'm just going to be totally honest. I look back and like a lot of those outfits, they're dresses and they've all been like sold to Crossroads or donated to Goodwill. And I'm like, shit, I wasted so much money on all of these beautiful dresses that I wore but like didn't I wore them a few times and then was tired of them. So yeah. I've gotten to be a lot more about basics. So like I love a good white t-shirt, like my redone denim jeans that I just wear over and over in every blog post. When when a reader is like, Where are those from? I'm like, 
you clearly haven't been around these parts for a long time because it's the same pair of jeans every single day unless they're being washed. You know what I found since I don't go to an office every day is that I can also rewear the same things over and over because knows. yeah, because I'm I'm seeing different people. Yeah. So I just I wear less things when I don't have to go to an office. I don't have that problem because I put all of my in- outfits on my Instagram oh. story. So it was funny because I did wear the same pair of jeans like two days in a row. I was like, I don't, I should probably like mix things up a little more. Like my readers are going to think I'm dirty, but, um, it's my style changed. And I definitely shop a lot less, but I do plan things out. Um, I plan my bigger purchases out. So like once or twice a year, I will treat myself to a new handbag and I'll really put a lot of thought into that. Like, there's nothing I really need right now, but I bought this um, really cute pink stod leather bag with the fishnet, and that was like a strategic purchase because I knew that I needed a pink bag, and I knew that the little bucket bag was a big trend. So I like think about that, and I'll make lists of like, what are the trends that I want to invest in? I'm not a big trend shopper, but there will be some things that I want. Like I knew I wanted a little bucket bag. Like right now, I know that I want like a clear PVC purse that's, that has a liner inside of it. Oh, interesting. There's this one from Stodd, and I've literally been on the waiting list for, like, I guess today, last week was all about Talbots. This was this week is all about Stodd. Um, I've been on the waiting list for so long for it, and I really hope that it comes back in stock, because I want it so badly. But I do plan out, like, the bigger purchases. Yeah. Like, anything that's over $200, like, I really, like, think about before I purchase. I am guilty of going uh, where, like, I'm trying to think, like, those like random H&M or J Crew purchases where it's like, oh, but this cute little off the shoulder top is like, it's emerald green and I know I'll love it. The problem is, is that in the past I've bought so many under a hundred dollar items that are like just cute and fun. And then the next summer, like I've washed them three times and they, they are falling apart or, or you're sick of them. I'm sick of them. So I'm just really trying to focus on classic items that I'm not going to get tired of. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I'm, this is an advice, like I haven't done it, but I'm really interested in is I might sign up for Rent the Runway Unlimited when I'm my back from My sister does that. We've talked about this on another yes. episode. It's so appealing. I mean, my, my it is. hesitation is that I am the living worst when it comes the to mail. returning things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I would get enough value out of it or I don't know if it would end up creating more headache than I got value from it because I would have mm-hmm. to go to the post office so much more. I would I would have a hard time with it, but I want to do it because I think it would be really beneficial. But I love that. Like, I love being able to be... The idea of being really uh, experimental with your style mm-hmm. and being able to try all these things but then not getting stuck with those items. Like you were saying, you just sold them at Crossroads. You, like, yeah. got rid of them after a while. So it would be nice to be able to, like, wear those items but not have to bear the burden of actually purchasing them and, like, thinking about, you know, cost per wear. Yes, I agree. And you can also experiment with, like, pretty high-end designers. Like, my yeah. sister gets tons of Marnie stuff on there, and so she's always wearing, like, a really cute new Marnie dress. And, like, at first I was like, how are you affording all this Marnie? And then I realized it was all because they were all Rent the Runway things. So she can have three Marnie pieces out at a time. Yeah. And then send them back and refresh them for new things, which, like, you know, we all work in... We all work in industries where there's a lot of, like, events and things, and Mm -hmm. you have to look nice and, like, have cute outfits. So I think it would be great for that. Yeah. I might try it. I'll report back if I do. Please do. 
So maybe we should move on to our obsessions and Instagram so we can keep this episode short and sweet. Perfect. Becca, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay. So I am obsessed with Mega Babe. Do you know what that yes, is? Yes. Which one of their products, though? The Like the anti-chafing stick. So Oh, well, they have a deodorant, which I have. I want to try that. So yeah. we've talked about Katie Storino on the podcast before. She's yeah, on she Instagram. she's one of my obsessions. Yeah, she's on Instagram at the 12-ish style. Um, and she's great. Grace knows her in person, and I, like, want to be her best friend. She's amazing. She's so cool. But anyway, she has this product. And she just got engaged. Oh. Congrats, Katie. So she has a brand called Mega Babe, and their original product is this. It's almost like a deodorant stick that you rub on your inner thighs to prevent chub rub. And New York summer came on real hot and heavy a few weeks ago. And I, oh my God, I got the worst chub rub. Really? Yeah. You don't have chubby legs. Yeah, but just from your like thighs rubbing together when it's hot out like yeah, I don't my know. legs don't rub together and I and my thighs definitely touch like yeah I've never had an issue the only time I did have an issue was when I would run like marathons mm. which is funny because my legs were much skinnier back then but they would I yeah. would get a rat like a terrible rash. oh my god that's what happened to me so I got the worst chub rub and don't call it chub rub that's terrible. that's what it's called just call it chafing it's called chub rub so <laughs> I terrible. ordered the mega babe stick online and I tried it yesterday and it is great it is people swear by it yeah and the other thing is like there are a bunch of other things that you can use but they all have chemicals in it and it's like it's so close to your vagina that it's I don't know like I always just think like (laughs) should you put toxic chemicals like you can use deodorant for it but like it's like you don't want to use that like Mm -mm. it gets absorbed into your bloodstream so this is natural um it's super easy and portable I'm this is going to be my savior in Asia. I feel like you're going to want to borrow this when we're in Asia. Okay. Because it's, it's going to be, like, so hot there every day, and we're going to be yeah. walking around and sightseeing. Like, this is going to be my savior, I'm convinced. Interesting. I love Mega Babe's Rosie Pitts deodorant. It I want to try that. It smells so good. It's all natural. I will say that, like, if I'm, like, really sweaty or if I put it on in the morning, I definitely want to put it on before bedtime, like... My my vapor deodorant, the the Palo Santo one I have, that I can like put on in the morning and then not have to reapply until the next morning. But um, it it's not it's really really good. But you definitely have to maybe apply it like twice a day. Okay. But it, and it smells amazing. I want to try it. It's really good. What are you obsessed with? So my obsession this week is a brand called Heidi Wynn, and she is a smaller designer. Um, it's spelled Heidi and then W-Y-N-N-E. But she makes the best cashmere scarves. So I got one a couple of years ago, this like dark tan one, and I wear it all the time because it's oh, literally so Oh, I know which one you're talking so soft. about. I'm, I'm like literally always wearing it because it's like a cashmere cocoon. And she just, she, she was so sweet because I've tagged her like all over my Instagram and blah, 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 blah. She reached out and saw that we were going to Asia and sent me, like, one of her lightweight ones for the plane. It is a cloud of cashmere. It's this pale gray. I, like, I put it on didn't want to take it off. It's just, like, the most magical cashmere scarf I've ever tried. And I've, I've, I have a lot of experience in cashmere scarves. Like, my ex-boyfriend got me one of those expensive ones from Laurel Piana. I have the Kuyana one. Like, this is far and away the best cashmere scarf like pricing aside like even if this one was 
like a thousand dollars, I would. Rec- well, I would. But it's not a thousand. But it's not. It's. I think it's like one or two hundred dollars. But it's the best. It's. It's just as good as the thousand dollar ones because I think the Laurel Piano ones are like that wow. much money. Wouldn't spend that on a scarf. I can't but, wait to see it in Asia. Yes, it'll be like wrapped across my body at all times, except for when we're hot and at the temples. Well, only at the temples because you have to cover your shoulders. Yes, I'll wear yeah. it at the temples, but it's hot there. What about on Instagram? Tell so, me about who you're obsessed with there. One of my all-time favorite Instagram accounts is a fashion Instagrammer is Amy Jackson, and her Instagram is fashion underscore Jackson. And I like her because she just posts every day as a new outfit, and it's always, like, very realistic, relatable outfits. So it's a lot of denim, a lot of blazers. Oh, it's a lot of jeans and tees. A lot of jeans and tees. But she finds, like, really great stuff. And it was funny because I was at um, Polo with Love Clicquot, and she was there, and I was like, are you Amy? And I, like, felt like such a creeper, but I introduced myself and said hi, and it, we have a ton of mutual friends and stuff. But I just think that she has amazing style, and I, I like how simple it is. Like, she'll inspire me to, like, pair, I don't know, like, something army green with white that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, I think she does a really good job with really classic outfits and rewearing stuff that she already has. Yeah, she looks really cool. Yeah. I didn't know about her before this, but I'm scrolling through her Instagram, and I'm, I'm yeah. there. She's a good one. So my Instagram obsession, I'm just going to flip this to myself right now. You don't even need to ask me. Um, is this account called Olsen Moodboard? Is it about the Olsen twins? Yeah, it's just oh, photos of Mary-Kate and Ashley. It's, like, not snarky. It is literally just photos of them. I, so I'm the same age as the Olsen twins, and I feel like I just came of age in a point where they were, like, so iconic in terms of what they were wearing. Like, I used to, oh, I can't remember what the name of it was, but I used to, like, read on these message boards where they would like catalog their outfits every day. Like I was a, I was deep into the Olsen twins, but so this is like my Instagram dose of it where, I mean, I guess they're not really out and about as much anymore, but like a lot of good outfit pics of the Olsen twins. I feel like I should be embarrassed by this. I don't have my phone out, but I will be all over that. I love the Olsen twins. I I think they're just like such little style icons. I know I should be, I feel like I should be embarrassed by how much I like this account, but I'm not, I'm I'm just, I'm here for it. Tell me, tell me about what you're reading. So I just finished that Nancy Thayer book that I talked about in last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Um, which I loved. It was, again, it was just like so heartwarming and sweet. But I am about to start Jessica Knoll's new book. So Jessica Knoll wrote The Luckiest Girl Alive, and her new book is called The Favorite Sister. And it's definitely gotten mixed reviews online. Like, we were considering it, reading it for the podcast, actually, but the reviews are not great. So I'm hoping that it's better than the reviews are saying, because I really like her as an author, and I think that she's super talented. So I'm starting that today. Exciting. Yes. So it was fun to start a new book. Yeah. And what about you? I'm a little all over the place. So I'm still reading Text Me When You Get Home, and I'm questioning if I should stop. So I I keep, by the way, I keep getting DMs to my personal account from readers saying, don't listen to Becca read text me when you get home oh I people in the Facebook keeps Facebook group keep saying they couldn't get into it so I'm I'm getting like all the people on the side that don't want to piss you off funny well not that it would piss you off I just so I do this thing and it's not specific to this book it's on all books where I get really stubborn about once I start a book I need to finish it Mm -hmm. and I picked up this book because it's I fiercely believe in the importance of female friendship I've always been a girl's girl like, I am not the girl who's like, I only have guy friends. Like, yeah. I 
I live by, do you know that Mindy Kaling quote where she said, um, I think it was in the Mindy Project, and she's like, best friend is not a person, it's a tier. Like, I have 10 yeah, best friends. Same, same. Like, I. Same, same, same. I think female friendship is so important. And I'm reading this book, and it, it's like, it's not convincing me of anything. Like, I already believe that female friendship is so important. Um, I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't love nonfiction. I'm having trouble getting through it. So. I don't know. At some point, it's like if the best thing you can say about a book is that you finished it, like, mm-hmm. is it worth reading? That's, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm feeling the same way about Hunger by Roxanne Gay, not because it's bad or poorly written. It's so upsetting. Yeah. And so hard to read. And it's all about her relationship with her body. And like, I, I identify with a lot of what she says, but she also like went through this horrible, horrible sexual assault. And it's so. Like, nonfiction can just be so difficult to get yeah. through. And, like, so I just keep putting it aside, and I know I need to finish it, but I haven't yet. Yeah. I keep reading it, like, five minutes at a time, and I'm like, do I want to keep going? I don't know. So I'm, so that's where I am with that. I've been a little all over the place. I With all of the Asia prep, I haven't been super excited to read this week, which is yeah. fine. Like, yeah. I Don't just, force you, it. Yeah, you go through, like... yeah my reading ebbs and flows and that's fine. Yeah. But so I started two other things. So I started when life gives you Lululemons. I Lauren cannot Weisberg wait to read that book. Ooh. I'm going to put that in my Amazon cart after this. Yeah. So I started that. It's, it's cute so far. It, it centers around Emily from the devil wears Prada and she's in her late thirties. So it's kind of like where she is now. So reading that, it's very cute. I have a ton of nostalgia for The Devil Wears Prada. Mm, me too. I love that book. Love that movie. So, like, this is one of those ones where, like, even if it was terrible, I would still want to read it. Yeah. But it's not terrible. So I'm reading that. And then I also started um, that book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Oh, that looks super good. So I started it. Are you a self-help person? Um, it depends on the book. If it feels like it's a... In- intelligently written well-researched self-help book I will read it and enjoy it but I will take forever to read it what was that one that you loved the um attached no the other one the mark oh mark manson's book yes um, the, the art of not giving a fuck not or giving something. a fuck yeah, yeah the art of not giving a fuck I loved that book you love that book so I started this and it's really funny because I feel like the I mean, not the whole book. It's it's really about, like, the law of attraction and everything like that. But so much of it is, like, convincing you to get out of your rut and, and to, like, make a move. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I already did that. I quit my job. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and so now I <laughs> I'm guess... I'm done. I'm perfect. I don't need to read you. No, no, no. Not that. But I'm, I'm kind of just like, now I'm like, oh, yeah, what's the next step? Like, what do I do yeah. now? So um, I'm only about 20% of the way through, but I'm enjoying it so far. So I'll, I guess I'll report back and let you know where I end up with it. But... Um, I'm a, I go through times when I like self-help books and, and I just, somebody in our Facebook group was talking about it and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm at a point in my life where I feel like, like reading a self-help book would be good. Yeah. I have, um, I call it, I like to think of it as self-improvement. Sure. And I, I like, I like a good one every time. I love the book Attached, which is all about the science behind relationships. Oh. So people are either, um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess it up. So just read Attached. It's a great book. Huh. Anyway, so that's where I am. I have a lot going on. I'm excited for Asia. I have so many samples downloaded to my Kindle Ugh. of, like, beach reads, young adult books. Like, I'm ready to read. This is the only time I'm jealous of you and your Kindle because I insist on reading physical books. So I'm going to pack. Well, I'm not, I'm not checking. I'm 
checking a bag this time. I never check a bag. So I can bring like three or four books. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. So that's it for today. Join us next week. We're reading. Um, join us next week. We're reading Social Creature by Tara Isabella Burton. Uh, basically, the we haven't started it yet. <laughs> the plot is um, kind of a, a talented Mr. Ripley for the digital age. Yes. Um, about two girls. About two girls. It's our first book that's an adult book. Yes. Not adult as in R-rated. You adult. keep clarifying that. Yeah, because I feel like adult time. book yeah. sounds just, like it could be it's dirty. A, it's a grown-up book. Yeah, it's a book meant for grown-ups. So we're giving it a try. Hope you'll read along with us. Yeah. We'll be talking about it next week. Um, and in the meantime, we want to do a, a an advice episode in two weeks with travel questions. So if you have any travel questions or questions about our trip, send them to us and um, we'll throw them into an episode in two weeks that we'll record while we're in Asia. Yeah. And send us any other questions too. Oh, sure. We'll take we other have a whole list too. and we're getting through them bit by bit. Yeah. And grouping them together. Are you ready for a desperation minute? Should I do it this yes, week? Yes. It's desperation time. We need music. Like, oh, we need desperation like music. Yeah. Maybe that'll oh, be the next thing we buy. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Guys, if you made it this far in the podcast, you'll like it. You like it. So can what do just, you do? Can you just leave us a review on iTunes? Give us some stars. Five, preferably. Preferably five, but like, yeah. speak, speak, speak your truth. truth. If you don't like us, that's okay, too. Yeah. But... I, uh, reviews are so important to our ranking in iTunes, helps other people find us. Um, it, it's like the best way you can do something nice for us if you're enjoying yeah. this podcast is to leave us a review. Yes. So do that. If I you- went in last week and left really glowing reviews for all of my favorite podcasts. Oh. I felt like I was helping to like improve my podcasting karma. Grace, that's so great. Yes. So leave us a review if you want extra credit share a screenshot of you listening to this podcast on your Instagram story. Yeah. We'll like it. We'll heart it. Sometimes I regram those to my Grace Atwood story. Yeah. Appreciate it always. Um, if you want more bad on paper podcast while, uh, if you want more bad on paper podcast, you can always follow us on Instagram. We're at Bad on Paper Podcast. Or you can join our join Facebook our face- group. The Facebook group is so fun. It yeah. just it makes me like buy way too many books. That, like, we got home from an event the other night, and I was maybe a little tipsy, but I woke up and my whole book pile had fallen over. And I'm going to blame it on Tyrion, but I might have knocked, the, knocked it over myself. I have so many books, and I completely blame it on that group because I everyone's know. like, you have to read this book. It's going to change your life. And I'm like, oh, well, I need this one. And so. also, I feel like it helps me steer clear of things that I shouldn't yes. read to. So it's 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 giving me a lot of ideas, but it's also keeping me towards the books that are worth reading. Exactly. It's a great little community. I feel like really lucky to have it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So we're signing off. And we'll talk to you next week about Social Creature. Yes. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Bye.